If you got your Bibles, let's turn to them. Let's get into the Word of God real quick. I want to, um, I want to go somewhere um, because we've been talking about, I guess we walked in the Spirit this morning. <laughs> we've been talking about walking in the Spirit. Everybody say, walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. We've been talking about walk in the Spirit, how we walk in the Spirit, what we do in the Spirit, how do we, how do we operate in the Spirit, because we've talked a little bit about the natural man. We've talked about the flesh. We've talked about how, how things, when you are operating in the giftings and anointings, let me, let me say this. Everybody has the anointing, but everybody has different gifts. Okay, there's a whole teaching on that. You know what I mean? That you don't have to be like Virginia. You're not de designed to be like her. You don't have to be like me. You're not designed to be like me. You are designed who God's created and designed you to be. And you walk in those gifts and you walk in those talents and you walk in those ability. Can I get an amen? But you have the same anointing. The same anointing that is in Jesus is in you. But that, that anointing that we talk about, I could get into that and, and preach about that. But part of that is, is being able to walk in the Spirit. So we've been talking about for the last few weeks about being able to, to not walk in the flesh and what it meant to walk in the flesh. Are you guys with me so far? What it meant to walk in the flesh and how to walk in the Spirit and what it means to walk in the Spirit. So here's what happens. When I gave my life to Christ when I was 20 years old, I gave him my life when I was 24. I believe there was a difference. That difference was when I gave him my life, when my heart was I wanted to, to, to now serve him and honor him and believe in him, but I didn't know how to do that. So I drove down the street, rolled down my window, threw out my pot, are you with me? Oh, come on, somebody. Look, all I'm saying is that I went to a church service and it was similar to this one today and God was moving. And when I gave my life to Christ, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. And I rolled my window down, threw out my drugs. Yes, on I-77 in Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't know who got them, who drove by and picked them up later or did whatever they did with them. Amen. But I threw those out the window and said, I'm not going to do that. Well, how many of you know a week later, I was back buying and supplying? Oh, come on, somebody. You know why? Because what happened is my spirit was was invaded, I should say, joined together with God's spirit, and it changed me. But then I had to renew my soul, my mind, my will, and emotion. Oh, come on, that's where the rubber meets the road. You know what I mean? You can come and give your life to Jesus Christ. Our goal is the transformation in your life and for you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can establish what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So if you've not received Jesus Christ, you can receive Jesus Christ. But then as you receive Jesus Christ, now you begin to walk this thing out. And we've been talking about how to walk in the spirit. Now, the spirit, there's a capital S. There's the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about a demonic spirit. We're not talking about a dark spirit. We're not talking about it. We are talking about the Holy Ghost, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Amen. There is the Holy Spirit who moves on the inside of me. So on the inside of me, my spirit is perfect. Oh, come on. I don't have to renew my spirit. It is renewed. 
Everything that I have within my spirit has actually the river, the things of God in my spirit. The Holy Spirit is dwelling within me. And now I remind, I, re, I renew my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions to line up with the word of God. And I become transformed into God's image and into God's likeness. Somebody say I'm on a journey. So we're all on a journey. We're all on a journey. We're all on a journey. We're all walking through this. Some of us are at one level. Some of us are at another level. Some of us are still walking through some things. I remember years ago after I started buying and supplying, and then when I got to be 24, I said, man, I got to get serious about this God stuff. And I, I gave my life to Christ. And at 24, was I perfect? No, but my spirit was perfect. Was I renewed? No, not really, because I was renewing my mind. Are you with me? I was renewing. I was understanding about the transformation process. I still thought I was a, a servant of God, which now I'm a son of God. Oh, come on, somebody. So when we learn and understand and grow in that, we are transformed into God's image and into God's likeness. So the question is, is how do you, how do we walk in the spirit? And we talked a little bit about how, how to walk in the spirit, but I want to get into that today because we've already touched base on it. But in, in, in the first scripture that I want to give you is Galatians chapter five, verse 25. We've been all through Galatians. We've talked about chapter five and in verse 25, it says, if we live by the spirit, then let us walk by the spirit. Everybody say walk. We're going to walk by the Spirit. Does anybody, could anybody tell me the definition of what that walk means? Anybody? Walk means this, okay? Because next week I'm going to ask you and then you'll be able to tell me. To not only walk and keep on walking, it's active, it's a verb. To walk and keep on walking, but it also means to live in the Spirit. So it's not something that you do just once. It's something that you continually do. Hello? It's something that you do no matter what you do. So if you're a dance instructor, you walk in the spirit. If you're an insurance person, you walk in the spirit. If you're a teacher, you walk in the spirit. Come on, somebody. If you're a builder or constructor, you walk in the spirit. If you're, if you run businesses, you walk in the spirit. Come on. Can I get an amen? If you're a baseball player, you walk in the spirit. If you're a grandmother, you walk in the spirit. Come on, somebody. If you're a preacher, you walk in the spirit. You better be walking in the spirit. Amen. You want to walk in the spirit. So really, it's not just one thing, but it's everything. The Bible says this, whatever we do in word and deed, do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ. So whatever you do, it's just what you do. But when you are a child, a son or a daughter of the most high God, then you belong to the family of God. It is becomes who you are and your DNA is to walk in the spirit. How many of you know God's in the spirit? He is spirit. Amen. The father, son, and the Holy Spirit. We believe in the, the Trinity. So we finished up last week and we talked about Romans chapter 8. And we talked about it being in the Passion Bible. That we talked about how it was talked about the love of God. That nothing can separate us from the love of God. And as we talked about the love of God and released that love in this place today, uh, last week, we began to realize there were some things that, that I wanted to give you, that I wanted to share with you, that I had written down and I'd like to share them with you today. Can I do that today? I want to share them with you today. Number one is this. Here's some side notes that I wanted to be able to share with you last week. And, 
you know, time-wise probably was, was best that I didn't. It's this here. If we're learning how to walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit and be in the Spirit, then we have to exercise the newness of life. You have to exercise the newness of life. Don't get up tomorrow and say, oh, geez, what's the matter? How's it going today? Just another day. No, it's not just another day. It's a new day. This day, you've not been there before. Amen? This day, this afternoon, there's some mercies out there. Are you with me? And there's new mercies every morning. So when we get up in the morning, we've got to realize we exercise the newness of life. Uh, the old has passed away. The old has passed away and the what? You got to let the new come. You got to let the new come. Today's a new day. You can walk out and go, oh my goodness. It's pouring down rain and the dark clouds up ahead and the wind is blowing. And you can look out and go, today's a different day than it was yesterday. Because <laughs> there's a new day. There's a new attitude. There's some new things that are coming your way. There's some new ideas and thoughts. I hope that you renew your mind and you don't have those old thoughts. Are you with me? But you have those new thoughts. My iPad keeps turning off, so I've got to set this thing here real quick. I'm really good at doing this, honey. I'm learning and growing how to do this. Um, where do I go to next? <laughs> oh, yeah. Brightness and display. Auto lock. Never. And back to, um, back to my message. Amen. I am, thank you very much. You, many of you guys know that I am, you know, um, learning and growing. I'm walking in the spirit when it comes to technology. Amen. So one of the things that I said was that we have to exercise the newness of life. And I thought about Romans 6, 4. The other thing that I wrote down was walking in the, the, the flesh should become abnormal. Are some of you feeling uncomfortable? I hope you do. Because when you walk in the flesh, I don't want it to feel normal. I want it to feel abnormal. So what I want to feel normal is walking in the spirit. I want you when you walk in the spirit for it to become a normal or a natural thing. When I walk in the Spirit, when I operate in the Spirit, I want it to become a normal thing. So you know what happens is when somebody gets upset and they go, are you okay? And you go, yes. They, can you forgive me? And you go, yes. Instead of, I don't know, maybe, maybe tomorrow. I don't feel like forgiving right now. I don't want to forgive right now. Maybe next week. Just give me some time. See, that's... That, to me, I want that to be abnormal. I want it not to be good with you. I want it to be to where when you need to forgive, that it becomes a normal thing. And yes, there's times where you have to have the time frame to deal with some things and really get with the Lord and walk in the Spirit and hear what the Spirit says to you so you can begin to walk in the Spirit, and that would become a natural thing. That would become not supernatural like we call it. It should become a natural thing. So you can love, you can walk in the, in the spirit, and when you walk in the flesh, it's uncomfortable. I hope that it becomes uncomfortable for you. My prayer for you, oh, pastor, please don't pray that over me. My prayer for you is that you become uncomfortable when you're doing the fleshly carnal things. See, the Bible says that sin is good. It's fun for a season. 
And I was been there. I had that season. I operated in that season. And it was a lot of fun. But all of a sudden, it started not being fun anymore. Come off somebody. It just didn't feel good. And when I didn't, I'm not just talking about doing some of the things that we think about it. I'm talking about God changing my mindset, my belief system to love unconditionally and not turn our love off. I'll get to that in just a minute. See, when you become born again, your spirit becomes alive. When you become born again, your spirit's alive. And we need to move in that spirit. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> it's alive. My spirit is alive. And in the morning when I get up, there's some things. Some of you may have to have a cup of coffee. I got to have a cup of coffee for get going, you know, get my body going. That's your body. But your spirit is probably, we want it to be sore. And we want you to be going, oh, something good's going to happen today. Say that. Something good is going to happen today. Something, something already has good has happened. Some people have been healed, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally. <laughs> they're, being, they're being healed and delivered and set free. Come on, somebody. God wants us to operate that way. So another thing that I had written down was this. Every child of God, born of God, will grow in the Spirit and will walk in the Spirit. Every child of God, born of God, We'll grow in the spirit and walk in the spirit. But some of us walk like this <laughs> and grow fast and take off. And some of us are more like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. If you know me, I walk fast. I don't know what it is. It's just something in my DNA. You know what I mean? I've got some people got to talk with me. I'm like, here, talk with me, walk with me, walk with me while I'm, we're talking. And we're talking because I walk fast. I just walk fast. They're like, you got somewhere else to go? Yeah, obviously you have somewhere to go, but I just walk fast. So when we, when I became a believer, it took a little while. And then all of a sudden I began to start growing. All of a sudden I began to start walking a little faster. The natural man untouched by the Spirit of God, lives for themselves. The natural man, untouched by the Spirit of God, lives for themselves. Everything's about you. It's too hot. It's too cold. I'm hungry. When am I going to eat? I'm full. I need to go rest. I need a nap. I need this. I need that. It's all about you. It's all about you and the natural man. But when you get touched by the Spirit of God, then your life becomes about others. Your life becomes about others. Serving others. Believing in others. Keeping up with others. Helping others. Come on, are you with me? When you walk in the Spirit... You love the things that are right, that are holy and pure. When I, when I walk in the Spirit and I see things that were contradictory to God's Word, then it bothers me. And I hope it should bother you. If it doesn't bother you, I hope it does bother you. Because there's things that are right and there's things that are wrong. It's just like, hey, that's wrong. Well, you're not allowed to tell anybody it's wrong nowadays. Well, my standard is the Bible. And if it's wrong in the Bible, then it's wrong to me. Come on, somebody. And when we look at that, we've got to realize that walking in the Spirit, I love what's right. I love what's pure. I love what's holy. When I talk about forgiveness or love or joy or peace, as things that we're going to talk about here in a minute, I look at those things and I love them because that's what God loves. I love what God loves. Do you love what God loves? 
I don't like what God doesn't like. Do you not like what God doesn't like or is it okay and you love it anyway? So when we, when we talk about walking in the spirit, you love the things that are right. You love the things that are pure. You love the things that are holy. And I don't like the things that are wrong. There's a lot of wrong things in our nation today. But I want, I want you, know, the, you know what? You can change somebody's mind, but God's got to change a heart. What is being exposed in the world today are some heart issues. Oh, I don't want to go there, Lord. This past year in the Hebrew calendar was about your words, your mouth. Does anybody remember the teaching that we had last September, I think it was, or October? And it talked about the mouth. Okay, think about this. You don't have to be prophetic to think about it. Here's the teaching for the next year, and it's going to be about your mouth, the words of your mouth, what you say. The mouth is important. The mouth, you know what I mean? All these things. And what happens in March? You got to wear a mask. Oh, are you getting it? Somebody needs to be walking in the spirit and see this is a year of declaring and decreeing some things and the enemy wants to put a mask on you. He wants to quiet you. He wants to silence your voice. There's a group of people out there that want to be heard. And they want freedom of speech. But if you don't agree with what they agree with, they want to silence you. How many of us as Christians come in here with a mask, even though we don't have a mask? I got a good friend of mine that lost his battle with cancer. <laughs> it hurts. But I'm going to come in here and put a mask on and smile and say, it's going to all be all right. I know it's all going to be all right, but it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. We're hurting. And we've all, bless you, God bless you, we've all dealt with issues in our lives that hurt. And sometimes we come into church and it's like, how are you today? Fine, good, 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 good. And you're thinking, no, I'm not. I'm hurting. I, don't, I need somebody to pray for me. I'm, my, my body's hurting. I'm physically and emotionally drained. I don't, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you come in and worship starts. And then you realize, okay, wait a minute. This is not about me. It's about you, God. And we focus our, our focus on us and we get it on him. And all of a sudden the pain can lift. Come on. The, the hurt can lift. The weight can lift. All of a sudden something begins to lift off of us because why? We're in the spirit. We're walking in the spirit. We're worshiping the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the God that knows and holds Darren in his hand, the God that loves us unconditionally, the God that says, Eric, I'm going to be with you even through this difficult time, and he's with you, and he's with you, and he's with you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and, you, and we forgot about him.
I want us to take the masks down. I want to take the mask off. What are you going to do? I'm going to declare, declare a mask-free zone at Living Word Fellowship Church. You can bring it. You can carry it. You can put it on, but not a spiritual mask. Take that sucker off. Let's give it to the Lord. Are you with me? Because we've got to give it to him. Because why? There's hurts and there's pains and there's issues and there's judgments and there's all sorts of things that we have within ourselves that have got to go so we can begin to experience the pure, unadulterated love of God. Come on, somebody. I got one person that's excited. Hallelujah. You and me, brother. I'll preach to you. Amen. I'll preach to you. As you move... As you work, as you speak, as you act, as you live, do everything to the glory of God. Do everything to the glory of God. Do everything to the glory of God. I painted something and I messed it up. I painted it again. I messed it up. I painted it again. I think it may still be messed up. I may have to paint it again. But it's like I want to do it to the glory of God. Let me give you a couple scriptures that I felt that the Lord dropped in my spirit last week that I didn't get to share with you that I want to share with you. Do y'all have a few minutes? Do y'all have a few minutes? Colossians 3, 2, it says, Set our minds on the things above, not on the things of the earth. Oh, I've got it. Awesome. Set your minds on things what? Above, not things on the earth. Listen, you watch TV? I give you an hour. You watch some places, you'll be going, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Life is terrible. I don't want to do. You turn it off. Turn it off. Set your mind on the things above. Come on, somebody. Things that not, aren't on the earth. Give me a heavenly perspective. God, what are you doing in the middle of this? There is going to be some social justice reform. That I know. But the looting's got to stop. The rioting's got to stop. There's got to be a sitting down at the table and discussing some things for things to be able to be changed. And guess what? It's going to take some time. This is not a microwave social justice issue. Let's just put it in the microwave, ding, 30 seconds, everything's good, it's all wonderful. No, it's going to take generation after generation after generation, knowing the things of God, operating in the things of God, walking in the spirit of the Lord. Come on, somebody, and then things will begin to shift and change. Can I get an amen? So this is what you need to do. What do you need to do? I'm glad you asked me, Tom. Set your mind on things above. Man, you look at the earth and you look at those situations there, it can be bad. The economy's bad. No, the economy's turning around. It's a lot better than it was in March. Come on, somebody. It's, it's bouncing back. And we in western Oklahoma, we're spoiled. Praise God. I'm glad I'm spoiled out here because it's wonderful to be out here. You know what I mean? We don't have a lot of the stuff. And then a lot of the stuff, we're watching God begin to just really move. And it's great. So keep your mind on the things that are above. Amen? Keep your mind. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you now. He is talking about you today. Keep your mind on things that are above. Another scripture, Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God. I love this. This is a New Living Translation. We are God's masterpiece. <laughs> say, he's talking about me. Come on, say it. He's talking about me. You are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so you can do the good things he's planned for us long ago. 
He's talking about you are a masterpiece. What? I, I was, I we talked to some younger girls earlier this week. They helped us, was doing some stuff at the other church building and they came in and helped us. And she told me about her name and the, the negative connotations to her name. And you know what I did? I set my mind on things above and I set her mind on things above. And I said, no, no, that's a beautiful name. And that name is your name. And you are a masterpiece. You, you are God's made you. And you got an awesome name. It's a beautiful name. And when somebody speaks that name, don't think about this negative thing. Think about God and that he's given you that name and wants you to operate. She was like, nobody's ever told me that. Well, she was only nine, but still, she had a negative connotation of her name. I was named after her. I'm not going to go into it, but it was a negative connotation of a person. And it was like, that's my identity. No, when you become a follower of Jesus Christ, your identity becomes, I'm a child of the Most High God. I got any children of God in this place today? Can we give the Lord a mighty hand clap, a shout of praise or something? Hallelujah. How's your mama? Something. Amen. Second Corinthians 5.17, the King James Version, New King James Version, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. How about thinking on that? See, that's what I had to do. I had to realize that, wait a minute, I wasn't what my seventh grade teacher said I was. I wasn't a failure when my 10th grade teacher, when I took an F in French class because I had to get up in front of the class and recite this deal in French. Bonjour, monsieur, bonjour, bonsoir, bonsoir. Could do Vubanese, it's all French. And I sat there and I said, no, I'm not doing it. And she said, no, yes, you are doing it or you get an F. I'm like, an F is good. And now look at me. For 22 years, I've been in front of you guys, and, and Lord have mercy. What? 22 years, you guys have been blessed. <laughs> so think about that. Here I am in the 10th grade, and they're saying, you're not going to be anything, Eric. You're going to fail. You're going to no, be no good. You know what I mean? You can't. You got to get up in front of the class, or you get an F. Well, give me an F. And then by the time I had all A's and then an F, I ended up with a D. How many of you know it was passing? I got out of that class, never got in it again, thought, why do I need French? And then I get called to Africa, and guess what? It's a French colony. And I walk in there, and they're like, bonjour, monsieur. I'm like, huh? Did you not take French when you were younger? We, oui? I think, but I didn't do good. Now I go, okay, maybe I should have paid attention in that class, Right? So God has a sense of humor bringing those things back around. But what about when you think about the things of the new? Well, this is the way I think. This is the way it's going to be. Now, I can't rise up. I can't go to college. I can't get a degree. I can't be a basketball player or a football player. I can't be a doctor or a lawyer or teacher. I can't do any of those things. Why? Because my family's never done it. And nobody's ever gotten out of college. But guess what? It's a new creation in Christ Jesus. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. You can rise up to where you are. No matter who's put you down, God says, you know what? You got to be like, who likes fishing? Any fishers in here? Let me see. I got a few. What about a bobber? You ever tried to sink that bobber? Isn't it amazing how much, you know, weight you put on that thing and it'll sink and it'll come right back up? That's you. You're a bobber. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think you're a bobber. 
You're looking like a bobber. Maybe you all wear red and white and we'll ever be bobber. be bobber Sunday next Sunday. Amen. So we begin to look at this and say, what about this? I've got a, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I think about the bad stuff. Stop thinking about the bad stuff. Continue to turn your mind, walk in the spirit and think about being a new creation in Christ Jesus. That behold, the old has passed away. The new has come. I'm no longer the not headed kid that I used to be. I'm a child of the most high God. I can begin to rise up and be that and fulfill that and be the child that God wants me to be. Can I get an amen? Woo, that was good. Can I get another one of those? All right, I love that. See, with a believer, growth comes out of life. Growth comes out of a life as a believer. You're a believer, growth is going to come out of life. Let me give an example. A company made this bottle, right? It's plastic, got a lid on it. It's Clorox disinfectant wipes. Oh, I'm sorry. Somebody use my mic. There you go. Now I'm all disinfected. Right? The company made this bottle, and they had a production line, and it produced this bottle, produced thousands and thousands and thousands. But you know what? A company can't make an apple, cannot make a banana. Oh, come on. Cannot make an orange. A company cannot make them grapes. Oh, man, they got some of them in the, in the grocery store now that are really about that size, and they're crisp and crunchy, and they're delicious and sweet. Oh, I got to pray. Let's go. We got to go. I got to go get some grapes. So think about that. What produces grapes? What produces apple? Isn't it a living thing? What produces oranges? A living tree. Are you with me? So life produces growth it's not going to produce growth that factory is only going to produce that bottle it's not going to produce growth fruit grows out of life you grow out of life guess what you guys are going to leave this afternoon sometime tomorrow somebody's going to say what'd you do sunday you're going to say i went to church and it was wild is life, I'm telling you, it wasn't boring. I went to that church, that church, I went to that church, and it was pretty cool. It was fun. We worshiped God, and people prayed for people, and people fell. Oh, by the way, that's just what we call slain in the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit, Spirit of God touches you, you kind of lose all your faculties, and you just kind of end up on the ground. It's biblical. And it happens. It doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes it's happened to me. Sometimes it hasn't happened to me. But guess what? We went to that church and there was life in that church. If there's anything I want you to know, that we're not the church of the chosen frozen. Can I get an amen? We are the church that has life. Somebody say life. Somebody shout life. Come on, somebody shout life. We got to have life. We're going to have life, man. We're going to, what? That sounds like John 10, 10. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. That abundant is in the Greek. It's more abundant quantity and more abundant quality. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love being able to preach to, to a congregation that has life because what? We're all, we need to be walking in the spirit. And when we walk in the spirit, we grow. And when we grow, we have life. And when we have life, man, can I, I, I need about 10 minutes. Anybody give me 10 minutes? Anybody? 
There's 10. You'll give me 10. Anybody else will give me 10? That's 20. That's 30, 40. Anybody else? 10 minutes. There's another 50, 60. That's an hour. Hour. Oh, you'll give me 30. There's an hour and a half. Okay, we're going to go for just a little bit. Real quick. Galatians chapter 5. I want to read this to you. This is out of the Passion Translation. It says, as you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Your self-life craves the images that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living free within you. Don't we want the freedom to allow Christ to grow and live in us? Yeah, absolutely. It says, and the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self from dominating you. So then, the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of flesh and your new creation life of the Spirit. See, when I gave my life to Christ, the, the, the Spirit of the living God moved on the inside of me, and it was, there, was, there was a time where it was like those old things that I kind of enjoyed, had fun, you know, like, you know, waking up in the morning, not remembering the night before, and having puked all over my shirt, and, you know, had, oh, come on, somebody. Maybe y'all didn't come out of where I came out of. Have I lost everybody? Okay, well, everybody's leaving. Hey, have a good basketball game today. Amen. So when you, you know, when those things that I thought was cool that really were good turned out not to be so good. And I got tired of that. And I said, wait a minute, I want more than this. I want better than this. So what he's talking about is that old self-life would they tried to dominate me and, and it was in confliction with the created life of the spirit. So then I let the spirit have his way. Let the spirit have its way. I let the spirit have his way. Angela, would you come and play? The cravings. Let me go on. Verse 18. This is in the Passion Translation. But when you, oh, I'm sorry. Did I ever tell you Galatians 5? Some of you are probably flipping through going, where is that? Where is that? Galatians chapter 5, verse 18. Chapter 5, verse 18. But when you are brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace. When you are brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of the law, but soaring above it. See, there's some people are talking about sloppy grace. They don't know about grace. Grace ascends higher than the law. There's responsibilities to grace. And he talks about this right here. He said, no longer are we going to be dominated by the law, but the soaring above it. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. And he goes in and talks about them. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hating of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentments when others are favored, temper tantrums. <laughs> They don't look good on a kid, and they sure don't look good on a 50-year-old adult. Angry, quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with their own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all of the similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom of the realm of God? We'll teach on that on Wednesdays. It's important to point out that the fruit is based by believers, that it's not 
what you've done alone, but it's what you allow the Holy Spirit to do through you. You can change your behavior, right? You can change your behavior. But if you don't change your mind and your mind doesn't change your heart and God doesn't change your heart, then what? You're just changing a behavior. So what we've got to do is we've got to be led by the spirit of the living God. So my behavior changes, not because of what I do, but by what the spirit is allowing me to step into and do. Are you with me? What the spirit is guiding me to do, if I could say it that way. So we've got to realize that it's the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that's working through you. Some of us try to change. And I can't do it. Am I the only one that can raise my hand? I try to change and I can't do it. I've tried and I tried and I tried and I tried and I get worn out and I get worn out for trying. And I just say, forget it. And I just go back to it. Right? Why? Because I've not allowed the Holy Spirit to say, Eric, change your mind, change your belief system, line up with the Word of God, do what the Word of God says, forgive when you need to forgive. For Come on. Give grace when you need to give grace. Give mercy when you need to give mercy. Apologize. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know if I said that. I needed to apologize. I might need to do a said I'm sorry. Sometimes I will err the other way. I'll take responsibility. Terry's like, well, you're taking responsibility for that. Somebody has to. He's like, well, it's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. I know, but I'm going to take responsibility because I would rather take responsibility and have relationship than be right and lose relationship. Oh, let me say that again. I'd rather take responsibility and keep the relationship than to be right and lose the relationship. That's the relationship I'm talking about with God and the Holy Spirit. It goes on and says, haven't I already warned you about the use of the freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom of God or the kingdom realm of God. And then he goes in how to walk in the spirit. This is your assignment. I want you to read the Passion Translation. You can read seven other translations if you want to. That's great, wonderful, do it. But read the Passion Translation and read verses 22 and 23 in the Passion Translation, and think about it all week. You want to know how to walk in the Spirit? Yeah, I do. Because when I got saved, my spirit got changed. But how do I walk this out now? And we're going to look at that, and we'll look at that. Is it next week Will we look at that? Because, man, I got another 30, 40, 60 minutes, maybe an hour, hour and a half, two hours, two hours, two and a half, two and a half, three, you know, right here, four, four, four hours, I get pizza, four hours, five, five, five hours. You want to stay till five o'clock? I didn't think you did. Not because they're not in the spirit. It's because we've got to eat lunch. Amen? Why don't you stand to your feet? I want to I reiterate one point today. Is that fruit brings life. Life comes. When life comes, it produces fruit. When life comes, produces fruit. Life comes, it produces fruit. When it's life involved, it produces fruit. So in my walk with Christ, I learn how to forgive. That's a fruit of my relationship with God. If I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, 
I'll learn how to forgive. And I'm not going today, right now, and deal with forgiveness. God's going to deal with each and every one of you for issues in your life on that. I know that. There'll be another time when I believe that the Spirit wants us to deal with those things. But there are those things that bring life. What are you doing that's keeping your life from growing? What mindsets do we have that need to be shifted or changed so you can be the best you you can possibly be? The best you you can possibly be. And I want your hearts to be changed. So I'm going to ask you just to put your hand on your heart today. God can change your mind. You can change your mind. But I believe God is the one that's got to change our hearts. This week, you're going to have opportunity to walk in the flesh or walk in the spirit. And I want you to try to, if you walk in the flesh, just say, man, I blew that one. I've done it. I've come back to Shelly and said, honey, I blew that one. I was talking with so-and-so and I got upset and I did this or I did that. It's been a long time ago that I did this, but I was like, man, I just blew it. I ended up contacting them and let them know that I blew it. Hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said what I said. What I said was wrong or the attitude was wrong or the motive was wrong. Can you please forgive me? Those are the things that keep us walking in the spirit. I want to pray for you today. Just close your eyes just a moment. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. But the Holy Spirit is perfect. And the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and direct you if you'll just be obedient. And I'm going to pray that you just hear the Spirit of the living God. Just begin to hear what God wants to do in and through you. And that you'll just be obedient to walk in that. To where sometimes if the Spirit of God says, call this person, like we heard a testimony last week, you pick up the phone and you call them. And you encourage them about the kingdom. Maybe the Spirit of God's going to say, do this for this person or do that for this person or release this person or you have every right to be angry or upset, but I want you to release forgiveness to them. And the Spirit of God's just going to lead and guide and direct you. I pray that you'll just listen to the Spirit and you'll walk in the Spirit. And as you're walking in the Spirit, you'll continue to walk in the Spirit and you'll release the kingdom of God, which is Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, which is the righteousness of God, which is the holiness of God, which is the, the love of God, that you'll release that and that you'll be ever quick to hear the Lord and you'll be ever quick to walk in the Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. He is worthy. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're amazing. You are wonderfully made. Amen. You're a masterpiece. We bless you today. If you need prayer today, we want to have prayer for you. If you're here today and don't know Jesus, let us introduce you to him. We bless you. We send you forth in his power and his might. Go forth and walk in the spirit this week. God bless you.